Scoop Jackson, ESPNChicago.com, one of the top NBA insiders in the business. He's standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm good, my man. I think you should have some of those kids like uh, on your show one time. You have a special segment. I, you know what? I wanted to do it, but because it was short notice, the school... We, in, in the future. In the future. You know. Right, right, right. But we were gonna, I was thinking about that, but we have to get the uh, parental permission from all the parents. So oh, yeah. we'll, well, next year yeah, we'll send a note out. home, and they... It was... It was powerful, man, uh, because we're, we're blessed sometimes when we look at our children and we think, you know, our kids talk back or they don't listen or uh, they they do have issues. But when you look at what special needs parents have to go through every day yeah. for the love they show, the unconditional love they show the children, what other people do for them, man, it touches your heart. It really does. Oh, yeah. And people, I mean, even in that, you know, we don't want to lose focus that on top of that, they're still kids. So even with special needs, they still do kids things oh, yeah. that as a parent is going to like, I don't want to use what I want to use because you said it's a family show, but it's going to irritate the whatever out of you because you know, they're still kids. So on top of that is, is, is uh, you know, we have special needs uh, individuals and children throughout our family. So we watch it happen, watch it unfold. And um, it's just an amazing commitment. It is. Amazing, amazing commitment. Yeah, and that's what my buddy Mark Rasmussen, who has taught special needs, special ed on and off, I think, for over 30 years in the Grand Rapids mm-hmm. public school system where he could have went to, you know, the easier suburb jobs. And oh, yeah. and one of those kids, Jesus, who I met today, Scoop, uh, and then we'll get to hoops, uh, inspired him about uh, four months ago. Jesus walked up to him, rubbed his belly and said, ooh, pregnant. <laughs> so Mark Mark's out of diet right now, and he says, "I want to thank Jesus uh, for right. the diet. That's awesome." Right, he's on the diet. And he's running four miles a day. I yeah, he's, he's thinking about what Jesus said. Jesus said, right. "Rubbed his belly and said, ooh, pregnant belly.'" You know. Okay, well, hey, hey, Bill, Bill, what's going to be funny though is when he loses the weight. Jesus is going to be like, where's the baby? Oh, my gosh. You're <laughs> right. <He's> gonna... <laughs> that is a that's a great point. Uh, by the way, Scoop Jackson, ESPN Chicago, uh, joining us. Uh, you know, Miami, I don't know if this story is going to end without Miami hoisting uh, the trophy. They, they did something in game two, and it's their threes, and it's Butler, and it's playing defense when they had to, which, again, you see 111-108. You don't think a lot about defense, but that seems on the low end when it comes uh, to the NBA. Your thoughts on the first two games in this series? Well, I think it's, I, I think the first game could just be broken down into one thing because, you know, it was, it was, it was, what was it, an 11-point win or something like that? To me, it was just free throws. If, if Miami gets any regular, any semblance of regularity of getting to the line, it's a different game. And, you know, there, there, sometimes there are certain components that could stand out and, like, tell you the difference in a game. And I think really in, in game one, that was it. Very rarely do you ever see a team not get to the – what, two shots? They got the line one time, you know, and what happened yesterday? They got the line 20 times, difference in the game. You know, even though I think yesterday's game, you can really pinpoint it to that one particular stretch in the fourth quarter, that three minutes in the fourth quarter. They opened up the fourth quarter of the game to me. That was it. You know, you saw uh, Denver coming in there with a lead, and in three minutes it was gone thanks to Tyler Hero and, uh, you know, Vincent. That was it. And, 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 you know, Denver never recovered. It was like this was that, this was that punch 
in the you know ninth round of a twelve round fight that rocks the fighter, and he's ahead on points, but he never recovers from that punch. He doesn't knock him out, but he never you know they give him a standing eight count, but he never is the same you know for the ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth round, and and then the fight is gone. That's what happened in that three minutes in the third round. It was just like bam, they hit him with those. Quick, I mean, what, what, how the guy was like 11, 12 points in the mm. sweep the first, over three minutes? And that was a game. Devin never recovered. That, that, was, that was it to me. So um, that's really kind of what I think of game one and two. And once again, I, I, I don't want to overstate the free throw thing, but, you know, when you, when you lose a game, if, you don't, if, you, if they lose that game by 25 or 30, it's a different thing. But Miami lost that first game by 11 points, and they get to the line one time. That's it. If they get to the line anywhere close to what they got to the line, 20, I mean, they shot 20 free throws this game. So, to me, that's the difference in the game. And once they find a way to get to the line, and that's what coaching is, you find a way to get to the line. That means you have to go to the hole more. We have to do this, that, and the other. And, yes, they did hit three, and they had that hot spurt. But to me, the difference is that's the one that stands out. The fact that you got, you got 20 free throw shots in game two and you got two in game one. There's the difference in game one and two. And now Miami, keeping along the same script throughout the 2023 NBA playoffs, they put the pressure on Denver to win that game three back in South Florida. Yes, they did. And here's the biggest thing I think Denver has to really worry about because, you know, they, Denver had not lost at home throughout these whole playoffs. So one is going to be how they're going to react to having lost at home, if that's really going to shake them. And does Michael Porter's game travel once he gets out of Denver? Because... Last night was insane. Like, he was horrible. And against a team like Miami, who kind of got their rest after the series against Boston, and we shouldn't be naive enough to think that coming into game one that, you know, the emotional fatigue that that seven-game series against Boston didn't have uh, play any role into what happened with them in game one. Outside of just the physical fatigue, physical fatigue, but the emotional fatigue because of how the series went. You go three up and you lose three in a row. It's emotionally draining on you, and you have only like two days rest. You come into a series against a team that's been rested for nine. It's going to hit you, and that's part of the reason they didn't get to the free throw line because they were just settling for jump shots because their legs are gone. And Bill, you know, once your legs are gone, what goes after that is your mind. You're not even thinking about doing anything. So all that played a role. But Michael Porter Jr. All right, the least you could do, if you're the third most important player on this team from an offensive standpoint, yes, you had a good game one, not shooting-wise, but you did at least contribute with 13 rebounds. Game two, you were horrible in every phase of the game. And if you're the third option, then they say role players are the ones who play good at home and don't play on the road. Michael Porter Jr. is far from a role player, but he can't have – role player tendencies once they get to Miami. Or or this this thing you and I are gonna be having a conversation next week that we didn't expect to have. Because he that's the thing Denver has to worry about. To me, yes, you know, Miami came in and tied it up. We have to make sure that we don't let this one game shake us. You know, uh because the first time I was losing the playoffs, but who's gonna have a conversation with Michael Porter Junior? Who's gonna get him out of playing on the road the way he did two games at all? Or at least I'll say the one game at home because they need him to put a point. That Whatever he's averaging point-wise, he had five last night and, like, only 14 before. I don't know what his 
averages. We could do, I'm, I'm not great at math, but like, like say he's averaging 10 points a game. Nine to 10 points a game. You can't do that on the road against the team, man. And it's going to be, yeah, like I said, we're going to have a different conversation next week. Scoop Jackson, ESPN, Chicago.com, one of the best NBA insiders, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line, talking about game two of the NBA Finals last night. Miami roars back to even the series after the 111-108 victory. Scoop, I always appreciate your huge opinions, my man. We'll talk later in the series. Sounds good, my man. Appreciate you.